Jake Scott, Hans Olsen, joining us. I've probably said enough. No, you've you've hit on it. I I think you're right. I think, you know, of all the <clears throat> crosstalks that we've done after some tough losses this year, that one was rough. I mean, for all the reasons you laid out right there, David, to give a give up a run like that and just just go away, just didn't seem. I don't know. Tough way to lose a ball game, I guess. Fifty-five percent, guys, and that's fourth quarter. You know, it's it's tough for me because I I watch I focus on stupid little things when games are kind of hanging in the balance and it could go one way or the other and officials step in and they make a call or they decide to swallow a whistle and it's you know sometimes you watch guys throw an elbow into the back and, and position themselves for a rebound but Royce O'Neal getting shoved down under the basket and not being able to get the rebound off the missed free throw or off the, the free throw situation that that was the game ender like that was crucial you know, yeah. you know it's, it's crazy david because i'm going the other way on this one by the way well and but david like it's crazy because i can look at like all these stats and all these numbers and and they're negative but if royce o'neill is able to position box out get that rebound then it, it's a potentially a different outcome and then we're just talking about okay well they finished and they got the job done well i think david's argument though hans is the fight i mean you, like, i think it's very symbolic fight. actually yeah. I mean, if I'm going to, like, I probably got to be careful. I'm, like, you know, sometimes Hot Rod used to have a sign, sign like, don't, don't, don't care more than, like. Yeah. But, yeah. like, to me, yes. to me, that's it. Right. Have you ever been in a game in your life at any level, and I didn't play a lot, but even in fifth grade basketball and sixth grade and seventh grade before my junior varsity coach told me to focus on baseball, if we were, if we were down one, or we were up one, and I had inside position, I knew what the guy behind me was doing. Yes. Like, hands, this is like, there's, like, you know, as, an, as a defensive lineman, like, on the third and one, like, with the, at the one, he's holding you, right? Yep. Yep. They're, they're going to they're gonna chop your legs out, or they're going to double team, and, and then you've got the defensive lineman that'll give up, and then... You know, you got the defensive lineman that when the Super Bowl's on the line, you know, Aaron Donald fights through a double team and, and gets a tackle for a loss on a fourth and one and, and gets the ball back. Like, no, you're right. This comes down to, okay, so we, we saw what was happening. We, we, could, we could tell that Royce O'Neal was getting hammered in the back and getting pushed down. But how do, you, how do you respond to that? What do you do in that moment? How do you make sure that you get that rebound? Because you cannot give up that rebound in that moment. And what Dave is talking about is the fight. You know that you have to box out and not get pushed underneath the basket. Now, Quinn gambled with, uh, with, with Royce down there. Why? Because, you know, you get the rebound, now you can push, and you got shooters on the floor. Maybe they didn't have to call a timeout or anything like that. But Let's remember they're down two. Yes. They're down two. They weren't ahead. They lost the lead by that point. They yep. were down two. two. There's 14.2 seconds left. The second free throw is no good. Quinn, I think, has decided he's not going to call a timeout. So he leaves Royce in the game instead of bringing Correct. Whiteside into rebound. Yep. And Keldon Johnson, who's big and strong and six foot four and 235 pounds, drives Royce O'Neal under the glass mm-hmm. and gets the rebound. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Drives it. Like, no, I'm not disputing in yep. any way, shape, or form, but I'm actually going to go to a Ron Boone point that Ron talks about all the time on picks. If you don't hit the pick, they can't call it moving. Correct. If you don't fight the guy trying to push you, right. they're not going to call the foul. That's a good point. Good point. Great point. 
And actually, the, not saying the that killer, that cost us the ball game, right. but it gave us a chance to. It did I mean, give us a chance honestly, to win. Honestly, like I, I'm going to go to this. What did I say? One stop in six minutes. Four stops in ten minutes. Thirty-eight points in ten minutes allowed. Like that's the story. Yep, that is the story, right there. Hits him on the offense in the NBA. Such a bummer about it to me, and I'll then I'm gonna go take a lap or something. Is <laughs> <laughs> honestly, it's like I actually thought the first three quarters was like some of the most impressive basketball. It was actually to me it was like playoff basketball. Like what happens in a playoff series is you don't get to spin it around and get the blender going and have your cute little night and run around. No, you're like visibly uncomfortable. You're not running your plays. You're not getting your stuff. Everything's hard, and you have to fight through it. And I actually thought for the first 36 minutes tonight, more so than maybe any game all year, they did that. On a game that has all, on a team that has all the characteristics, we t- length, athleticism, fight. They have a total defensive style. They were pinning us. We are getting back to the middle. All the things. We were totally uncomfortable. We couldn't take it. Took like two corner threes in the first three quarters, which we love to take. Like everything was wrong, and we were up ten. Can you check, David? Yep. That three that House took. How much time? Well, that was, was a on? terrible play. Oh, oh man, yeah. that's the one I wanted to bring up with you. Right after yeah. that, uh, that uh, brutal foul, too. Yeah. Um, the time on the clock. Well, House misses it. a three. Was that off an offensive rebound, or was that just him dribbling it out? He misses a three at 54 seconds left at 96-95. Yeah, that was a pretty. That was it. Down. But again, other side of the ball. Yeah, got to like get I, stops. Right, I mean, we score, by the way, in the final five minutes, we score 18 points. Like, I think we scored on about 65% of our possessions down the stretch. They just scored on 100. Okay, I exaggerate, 93. <laughs> <laughs> bummer. Bummer, 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 Tough bummer, one. bummer. Well, we ought to let David get a, walk it off, buddy. Get out there and yeah, walk it off. Yeah, walk it off. It'll be all right. <laughs> hey, t- David, what did you say about Hot Rod? He said he had a. He used to tell us all the time. What did he tell Ron? What did he say? He said all the time. Don't take it home with you. <laughs> don't. Also, what was his other one? Make sure you don't care more than the players. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually. Hot Rod gave me the first two. Thing, one of the first things he said when I started doing TV well, with him. Yeah. When, he, when he told me, when I, I took the job and I sat down with him, he said to me, be yourself, don't try to be anyone else. You're good enough, you'll be fine. If you just be yourself, you'll be fine. And don't care more than the players. Uh, one, one, one other thing, just really quick. Uh, Booner, how much, did, catch, uh, you know, how much did they miss Bogdanovich tonight? Oh, tremendously. You know, Boyan was, was kind of on a roll. Uh, House is good, uh, but he's not Boyan. So they missed him tremendously. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the way he's been playing too, Booner. Yeah. He's been he can't miss. Uh, all right, guys. Well, uh, David, walk it off, Booner. Uh, you guys travel safe, and we'll see you here tomorrow. Tight turnaround. Oh yeah. See you tomorrow night. See you, see you tomorrow night. Uh, Jazz fall tonight at the Spurs. One hundred four, one hundred two. We're breaking it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott Hans Olsen sitting in tonight. 
uh, for Coach Tim Lacombe. Tough loss for the Utah Jazz, 104-102 to to the San Antonio Spurs. Congratulations to Greg Popovich, now the all-time winningest coach in NBA history, but... Man, that was a bad loss for the Jazz hands. All right, yeah, it was a, it was a really bad loss. Really quick on this Popovich thing. So Popovich just passed Donnie Nelson. Don took two thousand three hundred ninety eight games to get to one thousand three hundred thirty five wins. Greg Popovich got to one thousand three hundred thirty five wins on two thousand twenty nine games. Quick math. That is three hundred and eighty nine fewer games. How about that? That it took Popovich to get the record of 1,336 wins. so, And then I was looking down the list. you got to go all the way down. Let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. you got to go down 10 positions to find an active coach that can make a run at it. It's Doc Rivers at 1,761 wins. Pretty amazing. So Doc ain't going to get there. Then you got to go down six more uh, six more notches and find Rick Carlisle at 1,592. Nobody else would even be close to threatening. So it's a pretty good record. Pretty amazing. Yeah, pretty amazing number. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's it's one that's really going to be uh, challenged anytime soon for the reasons, obviously, that yeah. you point out. And, you know, Popovich, you know, Jerry did this too to a certain extent, but uh, and, and probably why Jerry's number four on that list. Uh, but but Popovich put the Spurs at a certain level and kept them there for long forever. Yeah. You know, for pretty near 20 years, if not 20 years, which is just so hard to do. I mean, it's hard to, if you're a coach in eSport, to keep your job that long, let alone, you know, be that successful at that level for that long. I mean, this is this is a record that, that ain't going down anytime soon. And what was amazing was watching him fight the machine. You know, he was one of the first coaches that basically threw the double bird at the league and said, you know what, I'm going to rest my guys, so yeah, find me. The tanking thing find comes me. back to pop. Yep. And, and they find him and they tried to push him. And we were having the conversations on air of, well, every night, you know, these people pay their money. They got to see the stars. And then it was – Starting to pile on Popovich, and Popovich said, still said, screw you guys. I got a gravy train. I'm not going to run the gas out of this gravy train. We are going to take Tim Duncan until his last, his dying NBA breath, and I'm going to extend it as much as I can. And he was pretty brilliant the way he handled it. Yep. He's a great coach, and uh, tonight, uh, a big night. Um, and probably the best place to start the show tonight, yeah, uh, the proper respect, because does that it have I to mean, be the jazz that. And a bridge, the stepping stone, and to blow another double-digit lead, and to Ugh. to lose to an inferior team. I mean, that's just a it's a it's a tough way to lose a basketball game. But you know what? We said it in the pregame. Uh, Popovich is a great coach, and you knew his team was going to come to play, and they were going to play hard, and they certainly did. And uh, this, the uh, you know, the Spurs are not likely going to be a team that you can kind of mail it in against. And not that the Jazz, you know. Mailed it in per se, but you know, having some effort issues, trouble getting stops, you know, things like that. Uh, the Spurs are good enough to make you pay. I love David and Booner's thoughts on this team, and I, I love how candid they were being. They, they weren't really hiding a lot. And, you know, sometimes when you're part of the broadcast, it's kind of hard to to share hard opinion. But Jazz are closing in on a regular season that's had a lot of bumps. And it's had some good times, but it's had a lot of bumps. And 
you've had this inconsistency, this wave of inconsistency, where you're up by 40 points, 43 points on Portland, and then you're a weird loss to New Orleans, and then you've got a double-digit lead on San Antonio and playing good in the first half, hitting 43% from three as a team, and then you lose the double-digit lead. And it's just all over the map. And every time I, I just have to stop myself and say, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter because I can't judge this team off this because I don't know if they're judging themselves off this. I don't even know if Quinn's looking at it like, oh, boy, this loss has really put a put a, a, a bad taste in my mouth and we're going to redo what we – no, I think Quinn's like, yeah, you know what, this is just one of 82, and I know we're kind of closing in on things, but when we get there, we'll be ready. Well, And there's always somewhere to go. Like I, I mentioned Boyan Bogdanovich to the guys. I said how much did they miss him yeah. tonight. and. And, you know, you could go to the locker room and be like, well, it, we didn't have Boyan's outside. Boyan would not have taken that turnaround three in the corner like House did. <sighs> Boy. You know, like, you know, you've got these excuses that you can make with each other. And I just wonder, like, how much they're owning things and how much they feel like what's happening right now is real. Okay, Jake, let's talk candidly. Okay. How many guys could sit in the locker room right now and look at each other and be like, I gave 100%. I put it all out there. I, all my blood, all my sweat, all my tears, every play, hustled all my guts. How many of the – and if you can't say that, then you kind of look around and you got that excuse in the back of your mind like, well, I hope these guys didn't realize how I gave about 60% out there. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Well, and, and you know, the team and Coach Snyder have come up with a bunch of buzzwords for it this year, you know, focus and and – it's true. It's when this team is focused and dialed in, or however you want to describe it, they're great. They they're really they're one of the best teams in the NBA. But when they lose it and lose that focus, then they have a tough time doing a lot of things. Like tonight was getting stops, and then you you throw in some questionable decisions that foul by House down there in the fourth, and that three pointer oh. were not terrific, and that. You know, that's kind of the recipe for losing tough games. You probably shouldn't. And that's what happened tonight. Jazz fall. Uh, with that, we'll say goodnight to our network stations. Next broadcast coming your way tomorrow. Uh, the Kings are in town here at Vivint Arena. Tip-off for that game is at 7 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, Hans and I have post-game sound for you. We'll break this one down. Continuing next, your final 104-102 Jazz lose to the Spurs right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Catch and shoot three. Clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Post Game Show. Ingles underhand scoop to Conley. Back out to Joe. Fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott Hans Olson sitting in for Coach Tim Lacombe tonight. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Tough loss tonight to the uh, for the Jazz to the San Antonio Spurs, one o four. To 102, the Jazz were led tonight by Donovan Mitchell, who had 24 points. Jordan Clarkson had 17 coming in off the bench. Uh, Hassan Whiteside had a double-double with 13 and 10. Rudy Gobert had a double-double with 13 and 16. Rudy Gobert also had five block shots, but the Jazz come up short. Uh, the Spurs were led by DeJounte Murray, who had 27 points. Jakob Pertle had 15. Zach Collins with 15 coming in off the bench. Keldon Johnson 
uh, had a double-double with 13 and 10. He even had a couple offensive rebounds, of course, uh, including the one over Royce O'Neal that really sealed the deal on this one, Hans. Uh, yeah, a couple of really good moments from Jakob Pertl. He had a beautiful float over the top at Rudy and it had some really good moments offensively down the stretch and looked looked solid, ended up with 15 and 11, but it was kind of the the closing minutes, the closing stretch for Jakob Pertl that I was impressed with, so... At least there's one bright spot coming out of this. Former Ute playing pretty well. Oh, Pertle's having a good year. Yeah. He, I mean, he played pretty well tonight. He's a good, solid big. You can kind of see it coming uh, in his time at Utah. Very fundamentally sound, uh, you know, kind of a sneaky, tough player. Yeah. And uh, it's it's not a surprise, I don't think, that he's uh, he's really thrived uh, with a coach like Greg Popovich, who's a bit of a throwback. And honestly, uh, he, he, was, he was good playing in Toronto as well. So... Um, you know, he's certainly a starting big at the NBA level. He also has a high care factor. In, in fact, um, I remember I interviewed him after his last game. It was their their loss in the in the the, the conference tournament uh, before they went on. The, I'm talking about the last game. Well, I guess they go to the conference tournament. He had a couple more games with the Utes, but so I sat down with them after they got bumped out of that tournament. Because remember, they it was a, it was a bad loss, or, or there was a unexpected loss in that tournament. Do you remember that? His final year with Utes? I tried to remember the situation because I went in the locker room and interviewed him right after, and he was actually tearing up. Was he? he I'm not not remembering. He was emotional, and I remember I was trying to interview him, and I I, I couldn't even get him to calm down his emotions enough to interview him. He's a high-care-factor guy, and he's a smart basketball player. So there's that. I just – I get it. Like, Jazz fans are just going to be salty, and they're just going to be upset. And you've got every right to feel the way you want to feel about it. And, you know, I these types of games are frustrating when, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to give Royce O'Neal benefit of the doubt. Like, I'm, I'm trying to understand where he was in, in positioning to attempt to get the rebound off the missed free throw. And, you know, you bring up a good point, David – David Locke and, and Boone bring up a really good point. Sometimes you just got to have more want to. All right, let's go back to San Antonio. Time to hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Um, we're as efficient as we've been. Um, you know, I thought on the fourth, DeJounte did a, you know, did a terrific job in pick and roll. Um, he was really efficient. He was fine in Pirtle. Um, You know, he made some mid-range shots. Um, we got better. Um, guarding that late, um, I think there were a few plays, you know, giving up a free throw rebound um, that turns into there. There's some things like that that we can control, um, and then there's going to be times too when you know a team is on, you know, on a roll offensively, and if we can score a little bit more. So there's, I don't know that there's one thing. Um, mentioned the pick and roll, mentioned the free throw blockouts. There was, you know, a, cl- a clear path foul that gave them a boost. Um, you know, Rudy's offensive foul gave him a boost. I thought we fouled too much. Um, some of that was them attacking. You know, they do a great job of just being committed to get to the rim. And then there were some other times that um, we reached, um, you know, and gave him some easy stuff. Yeah, we're, you know, I think they put pressure on you uh, when they drive the ball. And they've got a lot of guys. I thought, you know, Richardson defensively, Kelvin. They 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 guarded, and then they, 
when they when they got stops, I thought they were just they were aggressive attacking the rim. And um, again, when when that does happen and you do get them on the line, you know, we've got to come up with we can't give them another another opportunity. So obviously, you don't want to be on the losing side of anything anytime. But yeah, is it especially to be here to see Pop become the women's coach? Yeah. It's so much, you know, for what he's meant to this, you know, to the profession, um, to so many people, to myself. Um, you know, th th this is kind of, I think, the natural evolution of what what it should be, um, based on all the other things that, um, you know, the integrity with which um, this program has won for so many years, and him obviously you know, being the leader, personifying that, um, all those things that uh, that a lot of other people are, are more equipped and, and will be able to find better words to describe than than I can right now. But certainly, you know, I'm grateful for, you know, the opportunities that he's provided me. And, uh, you know, we we competed, you know, just like he, he would want. So we, we obviously wanted to win the game and that didn't happen. And um, certainly, um, you know, like like everybody, I think, you know, feels it's so it's so representative as much as anything about what this program's been and, and who he's been and who he is and what he means to um, you know all the people that he's touched as a coach. We'll go to Zoom, Tony Jones, and then Eric Baldwin. Coach, what was the the main issue for you guys in the, in that last ten minutes? I don't think there was a main one, Tony. I think it was a combination of, of a lot of things. Um, you know, I kind of can repeat what I what I mentioned to Sarah that, you know, I thought early DeJounte and pick and roll, um, Pirtle's ability to, you know, make his floater in the half roll, which it's tough to take that away, um, you know, and also, you know, take away DeJounte's mid-range. Um, I thought we adjusted to that. Um, our guys got a better feel for, you know, going under when there were opportunities, you know, switching um, at the right time. And, uh, and then, you know, there were a few other plays that, you know, when we did get stops, um, there were times maybe when we fouled, when we, when we were a little bit undisciplined that, that gave them a chance to get to the line. And then, you know, not a free throw rebound will always, um, you know, those, those are daggers, as they say, because, you know, they end up in a second opportunity. And a lot of times that's a clean shot. So uh, a number of things contributed to that. Um, you know, by the same token, I, I thought, you know, the way we guarded in the third quarter, you know, was terrific. We just couldn't score in the third quarter. Um, but yeah, any, you, you don't want to give up that many points. Um, there was a couple of swings with a clear path and a flagrant that I thought gave him a boost. And, you know, when that does happen, you know, little things matter even more. And, and that's, you know, without watching the film, that, that you know, that was kind of the cadence of the game in my mind. Thank you. Um, obviously, Mike still does a ton. Of, Mike does a ton of things well. His defense seemed really great tonight. But just given the way that he's been shooting over the last month and then two for 14, I think, tonight, is there anything you say to him or, or do you? you just kind of let him figure it out or how does that go? Well, I, I think, I think the fact that, 
you know, you can look at the two for 14 or you can look at the 14. And I, I like the 14 and the six. Um, you know, we sometimes, and this is natural to talk about, you know, when guys aren't making shots at various times during the year, the, you know, when you got a guy that's as, you know, it seems like this happens with Boyan every now and then. Um, and we know what a good shooter Mike is. And I, to me, you know, for him just to take your open looks and, you know, he knows he can shoot. The, the only thing that, that I don't want him to do is to stop. And he didn't do that tonight. And as long as he doesn't do that, you know, percentages are going to play out and he's going to have, you know, big shooting nights. That's been who he is. There's no reason to, to think that that's not going to be the case. It just, you know, whether it's tomorrow or the game after that, the, the main thing he's got to do is keep keep being Mike Conley. Thanks. Okay. All right, there you go. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder as uh, the Jazz fall a tough one to the Spurs tonight, 104 to 102. Want to remind you about the Utah Jazz Mills Valuable Educators Program presented by Instructure, the makers of Canvas. Throughout the season, the Jazz and Instructure will recognize 21 MVEs. Each will receive visit from Jazz Bear, $1,000 grant, a personalized jersey, and tickets to see a Jazz game in a suite. Go to nba.com slash jazz slash MVE to nominate your favorite educator now. Uh, we will get to uh, more coming up next. We'll get you some player sound as well. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Tough loss for the Jazz tonight, 104 to 102 to the Spurs. More sound coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, post-game show, Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott Hanselson sitting in for Coach Tim Lacombe tonight. Post-game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. 104 to 102 is your final. The Jazz fall tonight in San Antonio to the Spurs. Greg Popovich now the winningest coach in NBA history. Let's uh, get a look at your points in the paint tonight. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-CERTA or visit CertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Serta Pro Painters, proven and trusted experts in painting. Uh, points in the paint tonight, Hans. Dead even. 42 points apiece. 42 points apiece in this loss. And, and you know, a couple big men working down low. And one of them, obviously, an all-star and Rudy Gobert getting a lot of the work done. Um, you know, you and I were watching a, a couple of moments with Rudy Gobert. It again, it's a kind of a, a drive, desire, and a want to thing. When he wants to go up hard and he wants to put a ball down, he's got the ability to do that. And sometimes he just doesn't give it that push yeah. to really go put the ball down. And that happened a time or two tonight. That that it's kind of frustrating. Because you look at it and it's like, just give it that gigantic effort and just get that ball down. Yep. Now, he did go 9 of 10 from the line tonight, which is a great number for Rudy, and he did have a double-double, 13, 16, and had had five block shots. But you're, what you're describing is, you know, I think Rudy is a phenomenal player. That's my pet peeve with him. When he doesn't 
when he doesn't go right at it, when he tries he to do a move or something, it's like, Rudy, you yeah. are. Yeah, I don't know for folks out there, because Rudy's got the body type where he looks a little, you know, he's got really long arms. He's got long limbs. He's got what Coach Chiesa would call high hips. You know, he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't look like a big, stout dude. But if you ever are close to him, you realize just how giant he is and how built that yeah. he is. And he was... Certainly thin when he got into the league, but he spent a lot of time working on that body, and you can you can really tell. And so I get frustrated when he doesn't. Yeah, you're a big, strong dude. Go go uh, go dunk over him. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And but you know, effort usually not Rudy's issue, and I don't necessarily think it was uh, tonight either. Uh, the the Jazz, however, just stopped getting stops and couldn't put the ball in the basket in the third quarter, and then couldn't stop. <laughs> the ball from going in the basket in the fourth quarter. And had a, a, a younger guy make some pretty bad mistakes down the stretch, you know, in, in critical minutes. And I, and I know Daniel House has been around the league for four years. Where he's in his fourth season. I, I know that. But he's out there in <clears throat> in one of his first and few starts for the Jazz. And he's got critical minutes down the stretch. And He's got a, a foul that you can't have, and then he's got a weird three attempt at the corner that was kind of a turn off the right foot and jump and hoist that was inexplicable and unacceptable. Yeah. Those are two big mistakes by a guy that's trying to make a bit of a, a name for himself at the Jazz. All right, let's go back to San Antonio. It's time to hear from Michael Conley. Hey, Mike. So um, Rudy hits the Rudy Ocho hits the three with with just over 10 minutes to go because you guys have 15 and then it's kind of downhill from there. What are the things that you guys can kind of point to that, that went wrong over those last 10 minutes? Um, I mean, there was a, there's a number of things, but ultimately we try to focus on the defensive end. Um, they were able to make some shots in the mid range. They got to spots that, that they're really comfortable at. And uh, we weren't able to get them out of those positions. And um you know, a couple offensive rebounds on free throws, um, getting them to the free throw line, different things like that really led to them being able to chip away at our lead. And offensively, uh, whether we make or miss shots is one thing, but um, our execution just has to be, you know, a little little bit tighter um, in late game, especially in the fourth quarter. So um, you can add up a lot of different things, but we just, you know, they all, they all kind of happen at the same time. Andy, go ahead. Mike, you guys have lost a lot of double-digit leads this season. Do you think there's a connecting factor between that uh, or kind of what, what do you kind of look at as the cause of that? Um, you know, it's it's tough, yeah, whether it's, you know, a, a lack of focus down the stretch, which I think that we've we've shown that we've been able to to, to be locked in in, in certain points of the, uh, of the season, but certain games seem to creep up where we – relax with certain leads uh, with certain teams and we can't we can't do that if we want to you know be the team that we think we can be um, we have to take care of games and we have control of them and uh, tonight was another example of that you know you play against a young team who's motivated um, they're going to play hard and, and they do that every night but we have to be able to be the better team better uh, poised team down the stretch and we just weren't that tonight Eric go ahead Mike, obviously it's been kind of a tough shooting month for you. Quinn said he's happy that you're still taking your shots, that you got 14 attempts up. Is there anything you can point to as in terms of, you know, kind of what's changed in terms of makes or misses, just given that, you know, you have been such an efficient shooter over the course of uh, most of the um, Man, I wish, I wish I could 
you know, pinpoint it. And a lot of the shots I, you know, I make them, you know, 99% of the time. And um, some, some are just rattling in, some are rattling out, some are, um, you know, being contested at the rim, um, you know, just getting unlucky here and there. But uh, I'm just going to keep being aggressive, just trying to keep, keep working my way out of it. All right, and we have time for one more from Tony Jones. Is there a point where you guys, you know, kind of say to yourselves, like, hey, we got to stop doing stuff like this? I mean, you know, it's San Antonio, but this is like five, six, seven times where you guys have kind of blown the lead against a team that, that, that you really should, that you really should uh, be handling. Um, yeah, we've said that multiple times throughout the year. Should we said it at, in Houston. Um, when we gave up a lead and they came back and almost won that one. So um, it's, it's less about us, you know, acknowledging the fact that we need to be better. We just have to do it. You know, we have to go out there and make those plays and, um, and, and, you know, put, put the pedal to the metal when it's time. And, um, you know, we obviously we felt like we should have won this one. And again, it's not something that's, that's new to us as far as uh, having been in this position in the, in the past. So, um, we just got to go out there and do it. And, uh, you know, ultimately I think we'll be better from it, but you know, the season's getting closer and closer to, to the playoffs. So we can't continue to be having these conversations, um, as the year goes on. Pretty frank remarks right there from Mike Conley tonight. He had eight points, five rebounds, or excuse me. Yeah. Five rebounds, five assists. And Mike also had five steals. Didn't shoot well, two of 14, one of six, but said they can't relax on teams, and they've done that a lot this year, which I thought was a very candid response from him. Especially when they've got leads. Yep. And, you know, they uh, – San Antonio made an interesting push, kind of the beginning parts of – or, sorry, the yeah, the beginning parts of the second quarter, and then the Jazz made a nice push to regain that lead and separate it a little bit. And at that point I thought, all right, they've got this thing under under control and things are going to be okay. And then San Antonio with a, a crazy 40-point fourth quarter where, as you've mentioned multiple times, the Jazz just could not stop them. No, like you got to dig in and get a stop sometimes. And it's it's almost like a uh, – and maybe this is the, the dad of young kids in me, but it's almost like a tortoise in the hair kind of thing. Because the Jazz are, are the better team than San Antonio, there's no doubt. I mean, I really like DeJounte Murray, and there's a couple players on San Antonio that uh, uh, I think are good NBA players. But uh, there's there's no reason the Jazz should should blow a lead to a team like this. And I thought, you know, again, I'm impressed with Mike Conley saying, hey, we're relaxing on some teams and situations out there. And, you know, he didn't say this, but it's it's really true. It's the NBA. I mean, you know, Hans, I'm, I'm sure during your NFL career, you went up against some guys that uh, – or let me put it this way, some teams or some lines that uh, you guys had the advantage mm-hmm. over. But if you didn't stay focused and give it, you know, all you had, the other, those other players are in the NFL too, you know? They're, they're and making and 15, they're, 20, 30 million dollars. They'll too. make you pay. Yeah. You know, there's the game doesn't, the game isn't played on paper. Well, we talked about DeJounte Murray going into this game. And I, I told you how much I like that, the, the way he plays, the way he can play the game if he gets hot. Wasn't high percentage, but still put up 27 points. All right, let's get uh, back to San Antonio. It's now time to hear from Donovan Mitchell. There, what do you what what stands out to you over those last few minutes? Um, I put this one on me. Um, I just got to be better as a leader for the group. Um, I don't I don't really place any blame anywhere else. 
Um, as a leader of this team, I shouldn't have let this happen. You know, whether it's not, I don't mean this through scoring, it just means a group, keeping the group together. You know, we kind of, we just let up and we've been, I can sit here and tell y'all the same story I've been telling y'all a bunch of times, but I, I just got to be better. And you are? Just in what ways do you have to be better or want to be better? Uh, I missed a few shots late, you know. Um, those or whatever. Um, I I I feel like my everybody's gonna say pick at one thing, you know, but I feel like I gave up the free throw line box out if I went in there and pinched with um I forgot who it was Keldon Johnson with those scores nine to ninety-three. And then I give up uh uh three with no contest to put him on a run to tie it up to 93-93. Um communication, I can be very vocal. Um defensively. Uh, I could be better, but you know it went. Yeah, Don. When when your backcourt mate Mike is going through a tough shooting stretch like he has been, just given how good he's been all year long shooting the ball, as good as he is doing other things, you know, on defense was tonight. Do you say anything to him when he's when he's going through a stretch like this, or do you just trust that? he's going to find a way to work it out because he's Mike Conlon. You always, you always say something because you have his back. You know, I told him he has a 40 ball coming soon, you know, with the way that's just how the way this thing works. Um, but it says a lot about Mike as an individual that he had five steals tonight, was active defensively, uh, had five assists. You know, he missed, it wasn't like he was taking tough shots or being rushed. He just, he just weren't going in. Um, sometimes it's like that. You know, JC had a similar stretch, I think it was this year or last year. And, not panicking or overreacting, you know, he's going to, he's going to find his rhythm and he'll be all right. You know, but I think as a leader, you look at him, like, you know, the way he came out there and led, he led by example defensively, set the tone and got the utmost respect for Mike. I love Mike and, you know, he's going to get out of this, you know, but Mike kind of going two or 14 wasn't the reason why we lost or having him struggle. Like that was not the reason why, you know, we lost, you know, everybody goes through it. Everybody in, in the way the basketball guys work, Michael, Michael bounce back and, you know, being vivid, screaming, uh, letting everybody know he's here. So I have, I have the utmost confidence in that. So does he, so do we all as team as, as his teammates, but for him to continue to battle and fight and claw defensively and not let a night like tonight, you know, or the struggles continue to, to wear on him. You know, you couldn't, if you walked at him, you wouldn't be able to tell um, that he's been struggling offensively, but you know, that's why, that's why, that's why we love Mike. He's a, he's a, he's a great leader. He's a guy that steps up and, and, and does whatever's needed. Ryan Miller. Yeah, Don, why do you think you guys have struggled to kind of keep your leads late in games this season? That's where I go back to, you know, I'll just put it on myself. You know, I think continue to be aggressive, continue to be vocal, you know, not thinking that you just have it, you know, the cat in the bag or whatever. Um, I don't know, I just... It's, just, it's getting later in the season and we got to figure this out. Otherwise, you know, We'll be in the same position we were last year, and you know I think I think we will. I have the utmost confidence that we will, but it's it's frustrating, especially for me because I felt like I let the team down, especially tonight, um, with my play. But uh, I don't have an answer for you right now. And if you asked me before, I have to shoot around on on tomorrow, or whatever it is on Monday. But I don't know. I just I'll be better. All right, last one, real quick, Tony Jones. Um, you mentioned that, you know, it's getting later and later in the season. We're 66 games into the season. We're still 
you know, we're still asking you guys the same question. Is there a, uh, a point in the season where you guys are like, hey, we got to stop having this conversation of, you know, losing games to inferior teams in games where you guys uh, had control of that game? At some point, Tony, we're just going to have to sit and look ourselves in the mirror and just say, look, what are we going to be? Um, one through 15. And, you know, it's tough. You know, it hurts. It sucks. This ain't, this ain't fun. I'll tell you that right now. Like, it's, it's not. But, you know, I want to say it's growing pains. I want to say it's part of that. But, you know, we'll be better because of this. But, you know, this can't continue to happen. You know, and I've said this for months. We've all said it for months. And now it's like, all right, let's go out there and do it. But like I said, it starts with me. You know, if you want to say anything and you put it anywhere and, and, and blame anybody, go ahead and, and, and blame me. Um, I'll be better for the team and I know our guys will too, but if you want to, if you want to put it anywhere, um, just put it on me. There's Donovan Mitchell taking accountability hands. Well, you know, doing it verbally. Saying it and, and Donovan even alluded to this. We've heard this a time or two this year. That's for sure. It's, it's really easy. You know, as a leader, everybody looks at you and you've been taught your entire life, hey, make sure you take ownership. Like, you know, it, it, whether it was you or not, it's you because you're the leader. And there, sometimes you can get caught in this repetitive nature of, yeah, it's on me. In the back of your mind, you're like, yeah, but if Daniel House would have done what he was supposed to do. Yeah, right. And and, and if, if Royce would have just boxed out, yeah, sure, it's on me. But this is on me. Uh, I'm taking <laughs> all the accountability here. If Rudy would have just yeah. put the two back. And, if, and and I'm telling you, Jake, sometimes it's lip service. And as a leader, if, if you're really not reflecting and saying, you know what, this is on me. Right. And I'm not going to let this happen again. I, I will not be the pushover. And he's right. He did not close on a three that ended up being a costly three. And when we see multiple possessions knocked down for the Spurs and no contest, well, a lot of times that's not that's Donovan. Right. So really look in the mirror. What I would challenge Donovan to is just as a former athlete, I'd say make sure that you're not just giving lip service on this. Make sure you're yeah, really taking sure. accountability. Right. And make sure you're not in the back of your mind saying, yeah, well, I can't do this all myself. <sighs> Got to mean it. Got to mean it. Got to mean it. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, the My Subaru Wiz campaign, real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruWiz.com. Jazz fall to the Spurs tonight, 104-102. More jazz sound for you coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, uh, featuring the My Subaru Wiz campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jake Scott Hanselson in for Coach Tim Lacombe tonight. Jazz fall to the Spurs 104-102. Let's get a look at your Master of the Glass, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, local vehicle glass expert, here for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program. 
At the end of the regular season, Safe Flag will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Tonight's Master of the Glass, as usual, Hans Rudy Gobert with 16 rebounds to go along with his 13 points, five block shots, uh, four of those 16 rebounds coming on the offensive side. The camera kind of panned in on Rudy. He was on the sideline, and the Jazz were down by four, I think it was, and, and things were kind of closing in on him. And you could see he was expressing his frustration to his team. I think that there's a, a level of disgust there for Rudy. But again, I don't know if they've actually turned on the car. I don't know if they've they've really pressed the pedal down. Right. I, I don't. I, I still think that there's probably a part of each of them that's looking around like, you know, you got more. You know, Boyan wasn't on the court. You know, when we do this, that we're unstoppable. If we all come together, the problem is, is if you get used to not coming together then you're not going to come together when you need to come together. Yeah, That's a problem. Speaking of Rudy, let's go back to San Antonio. It's time to hear from Rudy Gobert. Hey, Rudy. So um, Mike was, or Don was just talking about how for months now, you guys have been talking about how you can't afford to drop any more close games. You can't afford to lose more games to sub 500 teams, but that it doesn't seem to be, improving what do you guys do at this point to kind of change that i think it's um just on mindset uh we there's a lot of games when i feel like we, we really play a good game uh on both ends you know, we did a great job for for three quarters uh and even offensively i felt like the shots were not falling but we were playing the right way you know the ball was moving uh, we were attacking the paint, and uh, you know we had a few tough calls, a few tough, tough breaks, a few tough 50-50 balls that didn't go away, and it could have been a could have been a 25-point game, but it, it went the other way. And I think for us, it's really uh, when it's the fourth quarter, we got to raise all of them, and no matter it doesn't matter if we down 15, if we up 15, uh, we have we need to have the mindset when. Like when it's the fourth, like we, when we've been playing great and we are 15, we kind of like try to groove into a win. And I don't think that's, uh, like, I don't, I don't think that's the, the team that we want to be. We can, can really, uh, you know, uh, get better, get better on, the, on that aspect. And, and I think if, if we, if you want to be a championship team, I think that that would be great for us to, yeah, to just learn how to, to, to raise a level in the fourth quarter. And it, whether, whether it's on intensity, whether it's our execution, offensively, everything, like our focus. And we've done it. We've done it. But I think this year, it's really one of the things that, you know, we can do a lot better. Uh, just, just raise a level. Ryan, go ahead. Yeah, what, how do you go about learning to raise that level since this has happened time and time again? I think it's 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 our focus more than anything. It's our mindset. Uh, so it's, if we put our mind to it, we're gonna do it, uh, and we will. I think when after losing uh, many games this year, the, the same way when we we really play the right way for for the most part of the game, hopefully just. I mean, it's it's frustrating for for me to, to, and for us as a team to 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 lose those games when we play the, with a, with a better team for three quarters. So it's uh it's really uh, it's really on us to to embrace that, to, 
to enjoy it too. You know, when it's the fourth quarter, zero zero, and uh, we got to win the fourth. Win the fourth, win the game, like we say sometimes. Andy? I just wanted to ask you about the flagrant foul and uh, kind of what happened from your perspective on it. And then I noticed you were talking to Josh afterwards, just kind of what he said and if, you know, if he was okay and so on. Um, I'm just unfortunate. Uh, I jumped to pass the ball. I didn't even see him. Uh, <laughs> I don't feel like, I don't feel like my feet was really high, but it's a size 20. So it doesn't need to be high to hit somebody's nuts. So just unfortunate, you know, uh, I, I hope he's okay. Uh, I hope he's still gonna have kids. But uh, yeah, just unfortunate. I didn't, I don't know the rules exactly on this. I don't I don't know if it should have been a playground or not, but it was a tough break for us because instead of just uh, having a child, we gave them two free throws. Um, and yeah, we had another call, the clear path to was tough. So yeah. Just a lot of tough, tough, tough stretch tonight, but we're going to keep getting better and we get another opportunity tomorrow to bounce back. All right, there you go. That's Rudy Gobert. And uh, a few interesting things there, Rudy, talking about the focus and talking about the let up and saying they do it to themselves, which uh, I think uh, a lot of folks out there listening would agree. Also blamed his size 20 shoe for his flagrant foul where he got a... A little loose there. So you're saying if he was a size 14, that wouldn't have happened? I don't know. I don't know. It, I, I don't think it was on purpose, but Rudy got he got there pretty good. I don't think it was on purpose, but I don't think that he hated that that was happening and didn't exactly try to quickly remove the shoe from there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't like you remember Draymond's from the playoffs a few years ago. It wasn't that egregious, but Rudy got him. Got him pretty good. You know, sometimes I wonder, I don't know if it's, you know, the word focus. I don't know if those things, like, I feel like it's just work. Like, just work. Just ball. Just heavy load. Take it all on. And sweat. Do do what you got to do to win. Effort. Put all your effort into it. Bust your butt. Act like you've got, you're making $32 million. Yeah. I, it. Yes, you are. You are correct. But the things that they let up on are the hard things to do. I mean, I, I don't know if there's a great identifiable comparison out there, but the, think about when you were in college and you could drop a test, right? You know, you took four tests during the semester and you could drop one. Oh, yeah. And you aced your second test or whatever. Yeah. And it was like, well, guess who's mailing it in? Yep. I'll see you next semester. Yeah, right. Yeah. And and I think it's just a similar feeling. The Jazz really, you know, playing well. Uh, have a comfortable lead up to what 18 at one point on the Spurs. And it's just like, well, you know, I'm going to take it easy for the next little while. And then they just can't get a stop. And as you pointed out earlier, uh, they give up 40 points in the fourth quarter and they lose by two. Okay. So, and that's all fine and dandy. That's all fine and dandy. And we'll forget about the Spurs loss and the New Orleans loss a a couple of days ago. We'll, we'll forget about these things as long as they go into the postseason and they're that 18 point lead jazz for four quarters. Yeah. Which is what matters. Just would, like we talked about in the in the pregame. Exactly. So you know we're we're just kind of leaking through this back part. Like we've got a few games left. We're gonna get through this, and then when we get to the nitty gritty, then when we get to the games that really matter, then it's like you start to diagnose. Like wait, they quit again. They gave up a double digit lead in game two to the Mavericks. They had a thirteen point lead with eight minutes left in game two against the Mavericks, and where did their energy go? 
What was the call? Why, why that rotation? Why did you not sub Royce O'Neal out knowing that you had to get that rebound? You know, then you start to question Quinn a little bit more. And you, yeah. it's, but right now it's like, oh, yeah, 18-point well, lead. It was no big deal. You would hope that focus and let up won't be a problem in the playoffs. You would think. The, you would hope so. Yeah, you would hope so. You would hope so. I just, I just, I just know the world of sports, man. You bad habits. Yeah, you yeah. you build some habits over eighty-two games, and all of a sudden you're there, and it's like, hey, we got that fourteen-point buffer. There's only seven minutes left. There's no chance. Yeah. And the next thing you know, a couple threes drop on your head, and you're like, oh, oh, let's go, let's let's win this, and you just can't get the organization back. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. The Jazz lose tonight, 104-102 to the Spurs. Coming up next, we'll get uh, our guy Hans's final thoughts on this one before we turn the page to tomorrow night's game against the Kings. Stay tuned. More next. Jazz lose 104-102 on the Jazz Radio Network. <laughs> Donovan's outstretched web, grabs it, brings it to the front court, big steps through the lane, hangs it off the glass and in! Oh, Donovan Mitchell, you are marvelous! What a move! Play the game right there, brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service sales and selection, LHMauto.com, driven by you. Jazz game night, post-game show. Jazz fall tonight at the Spurs, 104-102. Jake Scott Hanselson filling in for Coach Lacombe tonight. Post-game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru in the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique store to share. Read some and share your own My Subaru Is uh, dot com. Uh, real quick here, Hans, let's get to the Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A, earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A one app. Tonight, the Jazz from the line were 15 of 23, 65%. And uh, Rudy was awesome from the line, 9 of 10. Donovan was really good, or excuse me, Mike Conley was really good, 3 of 3. But uh, Hassan Whiteside, 1 of 5. Jordan Clarkson, 1 of 3. Uh, Daniel House, 1 of 2. So uh, some guys struggling a little bit. Does it ever – do you ever have to take a double take when Donovan doesn't get the lion once? Yes, it it is a little bit strange because usually he is very good about getting the lion. Right. And so when he's not at the line, sometimes I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait. What happened? Either the officials just didn't want to call it on him because Donovan's aggressive. He's moving towards the rim, and typically he's – at the line, but not a single free throw tonight. He had another night where he had six assists, which I think is a good sign, but it, it did not feel like Donovan was as aggressive in the second half. It felt like in the first half, you know, I know he didn't go to the line at all, but in the first half he was he was pushing it in transition, and it felt like he was a little bit more aggressive. And uh, Maybe it was the way San Antonio was playing him, but it didn't feel that same way in the second half. Uh, Donovan did finish the game with 24 points. Uh, Jordan Clarkson had 17 coming in off the bench. Hassan Whiteside and Rudy Gobert both had double-doubles with 13 apiece. Rudy had 16 boards and five blocks. Hassan Whiteside had 10 rebounds. Jordan Clarkson had 18, or excuse me, eight rebounds to go with his 17 points. So that's a number you like to see from Jordan Clarkson. But uh, for the Spurs, DeJounte Murray had 27 points uh, tonight to lead the way. Jakob Pertl had a double-double with 15 and 11 Keldon Johnson had a double-double with 13 and 10. And Zach Collins had 15 coming in off the bench. Hans, before we uh, wrap this one up, give us a couple of final thoughts, what you're taking from it. Well, we're just seeing so much inconsistency from the Utah Jazz. And they've just been up and they've been down and they've been up and they've been down. You know, they've gone on this win-loss thing now for a total of, of five games. Lose to the Pelicans, beat the Thunder, lose to the Mavericks, 
beat the Trailblazers, lose to the Spurs. And it's like this this wave. And it, and by the way, it's these crazy waves. You know, an ugly loss to the Pelicans, a good win against the Thunder, a, a really tough loss against the Mavericks, a blowout win against Portland. And it's these weird, inconsistent waves. Find consistency. Yeah. I, I don't know where it lies. And Donovan says he'll take the ownership. Well, take the ownership. Take, take the ownership. But then you have to go do something about it. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and in the back of your mind, don't be telling yourself, oh, I think it was everybody else. Like sometimes I watch LeBron James, and I th- LeBron looks at his team like, so am I just going to have to do this all? Am I going to have to do everything? Okay, well, fine. I'll do everything. I'll take the final five shots. You just did dish it out to me. No, 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 don't, don't waste your time. Just give me the ball. And it's it's not true leadership. That's that's not true leadership. And so I hope that Donovan continues to work with his teammates and builds. And we see a little more consistency from this jazz team. Well, I, I would assume also that uh, one benefit of playing basketball as opposed to uh, football is jazz can't think about it. They're on a plane probably already. Yeah. They'll be back here. They're playing again tomorrow. I'm sure when you have a tough loss in football and you have to sit on it for a while, that's brutal. Well, and the crazy thing with this schedule is, as Scotty mentioned, um, from March 2nd till April 2nd, you don't get more than a single night rest. Yeah. That is a long stretch of just every other night playing, every other night, and a couple back-to-backs. And so that's a long stretch of press. And you're a right. A lot of games. Sometimes it's good because you get the nasty taste out of your mouth. Sometimes it's bad because you've got a nasty taste in your mouth, and and it's affecting you uh, on a carryover a night later. Jazz had five games this week, counting <sighs> last Sunday's game. I mean, tomorrow will be their fifth game in seven nights, so I mean, that's not easy. All right, uh, with that, uh, we want to say thanks to everybody who helped out with the broadcast tonight. Of course, uh, David Locke and Ron Boone, thanks to the broadcast assistants. Thanks to Jeff Carroll, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to Mark Miller, Subaru, the title sponsor of the post-game show. Uh, the My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Hans, tonight was fun, buddy. Thank yeah, you. Good. Thanks for good. Uh, stepping in. Uh, you do a great job. Really Love appreciate it. it. All right, your final Jazz uh, fall tonight in San Antonio. The Spurs 104 to 102. Our next broadcast coming your way tomorrow night from Vivint Arena. The Sacramento Kings will be in town to take on the Jazz. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 6. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.